Welcome to this episode of Experience the Rav. I'm Rabbi Avi Bosowich. This episode is adapted from a lecture given June 4th, 1978, entitled Ten Commandments. In this episode, part one on Shavuos, I will present three key ideas related to the giving of the Torah. One, why is Shavuos called Yom Ha'atzeret by Chazal? The primary name for Shavuos by Chazal is Yom Ha'atzeret. Why is that? Two, what are the two aspects of Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah, according to the Rav? And three, were the Jews actually Jews when they received the Torah? Once again, that's why is Shavuos called Yom Ha'atzeret? What are two aspects of Matan Torah? And whether the Torah was given to non-Jews or Jews? So we start by looking at an episode at the end of Parshas Mishpatim, where we read in Parak Chaf Dalid, Psukim Aleph Truchet, about a small episode. Begins, And unto Moshe, God said, Come unto the Lord. Come with Aaron, Nadav, and Avihu, and the 70 elders of Israel, and worship ye afar off. Pasuk Gimel continues, Vayavo Moshe, Vayasapr la'am es kol devrei Hashem. Moshe came and told the people all the words of Hashem, yes kol ha-mishpatim, and all the ordinances. Vayaan kol ha'am kol achad, and all the people answered with one voice, Vayomru, kol ha-dvarim asher diber Hashem na'aseh. All of the words which Hashem had spoken, we will do. Pasuk Dalad includes, Vayiven mizbeach tachasahar, that they built an altar under the mountain. Pasuk Hay continues, Vayishlach es na'arei b'nei Yisrael v'ya'alu alos, and the young men of the children of Israel offered karbonos. It continues in Pasuk Zion. And Moshe took the Sefer Habris, the Book of the Covenant. And he read it to the people who heard it. And the people all said everything that Hashem said. This is the famous quote. We shall do and we shall obey. Finally, finally in Pasuk that Moshe Rabbeinu took some of the blood and he sprinkled it on the people, and we'll leave the rest of the Pasuk aside. So these Psukim tell us an episode and an incident where Moshe went up, Moshe concluded the covenant with the people, they offered Karbonos, he sprinkled some of the blood on the Mizbeach, and some of the blood on the people. Now the Gemara in Chrysos, Daftesamad Aleph, views this episode as the culmination of the conversion for B'nai Yisrael. Three basic ingredients of Geros of conversion are Mila, which the Gemara says took place in Mitzrayim, that's circumcision, Tevila and Hartsa'as Damim, which took place here. That is ritual immersion in water and the, um, and, and the blood took place here. So if this is an act of Geros on the part of B'nai Yisrael, it's then important to determine when this took place. Was this episode with the sprinkling of the blood and the immersion into water and the culmination of the conversion prior to the giving of the Torah at Har Sinai at Matan Torah, or following Matan Torah. And it turns out that two of the great medieval commentaries, Rashi and the Ramban, disagree. Rashi's opinion is that although this episode is recorded in the Torah after the giving of the Torah, after the Aseris Hadibros, after all of the rules of law of Mishpatim, nonetheless it happened before Matan Torah. Rashi employs the principle of Ein Mukdamu Me'uchar Torah, that the narrative in the Torah is not always recorded in chronological order, and Rashi says, Parsha Zona Emra, Kodem Aseres Hadibros, Bidalid Besivon, that this episode took place prior to the Aseres Hadibros, on Dalit Sivon, before the giving of the Torah. 
It seems, the Rav explains, that Rashi took for granted as a Dover Pashut, as a simple matter, that the culmination of conversion from non-Jews to Jews had to take place prior to Matan Torah. And this whole section of Alei belongs to Parshas Yisro and not into Mishpatim. The Ramban, Nachmanides in contrast, maintains that this entire episode, that this Parsha, the whole story of the culmination of the Geras, deals with an event which transpired, as is recorded in the Torah, after Matan Torah, on the 7th of Sivan. The Ramban is of the opinion that God at Harsinai addressed himself to the people before they were subjected to the formal process of Geras. Now, the Rav finds it inconceivable that the Ramban has Matan Torah before Geras. He finds it inconceivable that the Jewish nation was not officially ratified as a Jewish nation at the time of Har Sinai. The Rav solves this with a novel idea, which we'll get to once we discuss something else. And let's begin with an alternate discussion that will then take us back to the Ramban. In studying Matan Torah carefully, the Torah emphasizes repeatedly two features of the giving of the Torah. Number one, the giving of the Torah itself and all of the laws that comprise the Torah. That you could call the what of the Torah, and that you could describe as the intellectual component of Matan Torah. The giving of the what to the Jewish people in an intellectual fashion. Number two, there is an added dimension to Matan Torah, to the giving of the Torah, and this is stressed repeatedly, and that is the experience of Har Sinai. Not the intellectual component of the law, not the what and the content of what was given to the Jewish people, but the how, the scenery, and what I would call the experiential component of Matan Torah. And if you look in Sefer Devarim, when the Torah looks back at Matan Torah, there are a number of expressions which describe the experience the Jewish people had at Har Sinai. Pasuk Tet includes the phrase, Es ha-devarim asher ra'uwe necha, the things which your eyes saw. Pasuk Yod Aleph includes the phrase, V'hahar bo'er ba'esh ad leva shamayim choshech anan ba'arafel. The mountain burned with fire unto the heart of heaven with darkness, clouds, and thick darkness. Pasuk Lamed Gimel includes, Medaber mitoch ha'esh. They heard the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire. Pasuk Yod Chet includes, Diber Hashem es kol kehalchem bahar, that God spoke unto your entire assembly, in the midst of the mountain, from the cloud, from the thick darkness in the mountain. Now, the Rav says, at first glance, it is difficult to understand why do we have all of this scenery and all of the how and all of the experience around Matan Torah? I mean, what importance did Moshe attach to the fact that God's words came out of fire? Let's just have the Torah and the Taryag Mitzvos, the 613 Mitzvos, and the Aseris Hadibros, the Ten Commandments, that is what is significant for future generations and for the people to receive. The what? The intellectual component. And why is it that the Torah repeatedly describes the experiential component of Matan Torah? And once again, the Rav says, Matan Torah has two dimensions. One, to pass on the knowledge of the law, and two, to pass on the experience of meeting the Almighty. We call this experience of meeting the Almighty Giloi Shechina, divine revelation. Every Jew was supposed to behold the vision of God at Har Sinai to perceive and feel God's presence. Therefore, says the Rav, 
Shavuos is Yom Matan Torah, the day of the giving of the Torah, and it is also Yom Giloi Shechina. It is also the supreme day of divine revelation. And we see this described in the first bracha of Shofros in Musaf of Rosh Hashanah, which repeatedly highlights the dimension of Giloi Shechina. From the beginning of the bracha where it says, Atan Niglesa Be'anan Kvodecha, you revealed yourself in your cloud of glory. Alam ladaberimam, to your holy people to speak to them. Mina shamayim hishmatam kolecha, from the heavens you let them hear your voice. And once again, viniglesa alehem ba'arpalei tohar, you revealed yourself to them in pure clouds. And if you look through the bracha of Shofros and Musaf Rosh Hashanah, Giloi Shechina is mentioned multiple times because Mamad Har Sinai was a double experience. There was the intellectual component of communicating the law to the people, and there was the experiential component of the Giloi Shechina, of God speaking to the people out of the fire, mitoch ha'esh. And that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe, Hakeli es ha'am, bring the people out of their tents, bring them close to me because they should experience my presence. And this will help us understand why throughout Talmudic and Midrashic literature, Shavuos is referred to as Atzeret. What does Atzeret mean? There are many interpretations, but the Rav goes with the interpretation from the Ksavah Kabbalah, who says that it comes from the Hebrew word Kahal, or congregating. And the experience of the Giloi Shechina was one that took place for the whole Kahal together. We have in Sefer Devarim, Perak Tet Pasuk Yud, it says at the end of the Pasuk, that God delivered to me the two tablets of stone written with the finger of God, which the Lord spoke with you in the mount in the midst of the fire, and it's referring to the day of Matan Torah as Yom HaKahal. Atzeret semantically is equated with Kahal. That's why we call Shavuos Atzeret. And what was the importance of Yom HaKahal? That every Jew experienced the presence of God, felt, so to say, in the Rav's words, the birth of eternity upon his neck. So now, according to the Ramban, when did the Gerus become effective? Not the day following Matan Torah. That was a formality of the conclusion of the Gerus. But the actual Gerus, according to the Ramban, happened at the moment of Matan Torah, at the moment of Giloi Shechina. The Giloi Shechina, the contact between them and, and, and the Almighty, the fact that every Jew, every Jew felt his presence, the fact that said, I want to speak to them face to face, upon him before him. This itself, the contact, the touch of HaKadosh Baruch HaKadosh Baruch touched every, every Jew on his shoulder. The, the, the presence of HaKadosh Baruch which every Jew felt and experienced. The, 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 the tremor, the, the, the trembling, the fear, and at the same time, the ecstatic joy everyone experienced. This itself, Gilu <coughs> redeem them and hallow them and change their personality, their identity. The Rav says, the Giloi Shechina, the contact between them and the Almighty, 
the fact that every Jew felt his presence, the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, HaKeli Esa'am, I want to speak to them face to face, Panim Bifanim. This itself, the contact, the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that every Jew felt and experienced, the tremor, the trembling, the fear, and the same time, the ecstatic joy everyone experienced. This itself, Gilu Shechina, redeemed them and hallowed them and changed their personalities, their identities, from Avadim into a Mamlachas Kohanim, the Goy Kadosh. So the Gerus was realized and implemented according to the Ramban, not the next day. That is impossible to accept that there had not been Gerus at the moment the Jews received the Torah. That makes no sense. The Torah was not given to non-Jews. That's ridiculous. But it was the process of Giloy Shechina that endowed everyone with Kedushas Yisrael. So the Jewish people became Gerim when HaKadosh Baruch Hu pronounced the first of all, the Anochi Hashem Elokecha, so the entire community turned into Israel. To recap, we presented three key ideas related to the giving of the Torah, to Matan Torah. Number one, why is Shavuos primarily called Yom HaAtzeres by Chazal? According to the explanation of the Ksavah HaKabbalah, Yom HaTzeres is a Yom Kahal, the day of assembling the entire congregation, men, women, and children. And the Rav explained that that day, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to assemble everybody for the experience of Giloy Shechina. Number two, what are the two aspects of Matan Torah? Well, first there was an intellectual experience, or the what of Matan Torah, and all of the content of the Torah. And second, there was an experiential component, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu meeting us through fire, and with special clouds, and with sounds of the kolos, of the shofros, and that was the experience of Har Sinai. And number three, were the Jews actually Jews when they received the Torah? Absolutely, categorically, yes they were. According to Rashi, the elements of Gerus described at the end of Parshas Mishpatim took place on the 4th of Sivan, and according to the Ramban, as the Rav explains, the experience of Giloy Shechina at Har Sinai was the primary Gerus for the Jewish people, turning them into Jews. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to go to www.experiencetherav and send me a message to be added to the global group of Rav enthusiasts. Until next time.